I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. It's time to ditch the tennis gear and golf clubs because pickleball is the new trendy game in town. Apparently, India's CEO and wealthy folks are abandoning the old-school golf courses and putting their money into building pickleball arenas and courts right in their backyards. And no, we are not kidding. According to the Economic Times, the elite club goers have been crazy about this game lately. Among the fans are some big names like Harsh and Anand Goenka from RPG Group. Nitin Singh from Barclays and Amarjit Singh Batra from Spotify India. But before we jump into why pickleball is becoming the new craze in India, let me give you a quick scoop on the game. You can say pickleball is more like the love child of tennis, table tennis and badminton. Imagine a paddle that's a little bigger than your average ping pong racket teaming up with a plastic ball full of holes, aka the wiffle ball. The court's a bit like a tennis court but slightly smaller in size. You can play it in singles or doubles. But anyway, this game's origin story dates back to 1965 in the US, and it's a hit across the age spectrum, from the little kiddos to the seasoned pros. Today, around 84 countries are in on the action, with millions of players around the globe, and a huge chunk of them, 8.9 million to be exact, are right from the US. The International Federation of Pickleball is even pushing it to get it recognized as an Olympic sport. And here's the interesting part: India may have joined the party a little late, but we have had our very own All India Pickleball Association or AIPA since 2008. So why is pickleball becoming such a hit right now? The pandemic played a huge role in this. Pickleball became the top choice for enjoyable and non-contact recreational sport. Another reason that it's charmingly simple, unlike the technical demands of badminton, tennis, or table tennis, pickleball is a breeze to pick up. It's a chill game, doesn't require much running or agility because of the smaller court. Most fans describe it as a relaxed bonding experience with friends and family. Sure, some folks take it seriously, but for most, it's a laid-back, fun activity. As of recently, pickleball has secured a dedicated fan base in the country. who call themselves picklers Sunil Valavalkar who started the AIPA estimates that there are around 7000 players in India and news from economic times says that the game is making waves in 17 Indian states plus this month we've got Aditya Rohela and Tejas Mahajan two Indian players representing the country at the English Open in the UK to add to that the Gujarat government has already built two courts by the Sabarmati river Plus fancy clubs in South Mumbai and Pune including places like Willingdon and Solaris are planning to launch their own facilities by the end of the month. And you know what it's not just a game for the elite. In fact even you can set up a makeshift pickleball court anywhere. Just grab a paddle, a wiffle ball and you're ready to play. So when are you going to pickle it up? For the next few minutes, you're going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hello, I'm Manaswini, and for today's edition of the Signal Daily, we are replugging two of our timeless stories. The 
The Housing Development Finance Corporation, better known as HDFC Limited, was founded in 1977 and currently operates 464 offices across India. But now, in all those offices, you'll notice a few changes. For one, the old signboards reading HDFC Limited will nowhere be seen and the new ones will bear another name, HDFC Bank. So, can you guess what happened here? Well, of course, a merger. Although calling it a merger is an understatement. Reportedly, it is the largest merger in the history of Indian finance. So, from the beginning of this month, that is the 1st of July, the parent HDFC and the offspring HDFC Bank are now one single entity. The combined asset base of the new entity is over rupees 18 lakh crore with over 120 million clients, more than 8300 branch locations and a workforce of over 1 lakh and 77000. That also makes HDFC one of the world's most valuable banks behind only JP Morgan Chase, Industrial and Commercial Bank of China and Bank of America. The merged identity as an NTTV report points out brings together significant complementaries. The products of the twin companies before the merger were significantly different. As HDFC vice chairman KK Misri puts it and I quote the bank has everything other than housing and HDFC limited does only housing well i guess it's a perfect marriage then the merger had earlier received approvals from RBI insurance regulatory and development authority of india the national company law tribunal and the antitrust watchdog competition commission of india RBI in fact has been nudging large non-banking financial companies to be turned into banks so that they come directly under its governing ambit now anyway you must be wondering how will this merger impact the finance sector overall well the competition will surely heat up especially between hdfc bank and the state bank of india in fact a times of india report pointed out that with over rupees 7 lakh crore New HDFC Bank will have a home loan book bigger than SBI's. Now to understand how this merger will affect all of us and India's business, we will now hear from the co-founder and the editor of the Signal, Dinesh Narayanan. Over to you, Dinesh. That uh, HDFC and HDFC Bank would merge was uh, an inevitability that has been speculated upon for more than twenty years. it was not a question of if but when it would happen it had become almost a customary question for journalists to ask hdfc chairman deepak parekh to um, sort of offer a timeline for the merger every time they met him they asked him the same question but now it has finally happened ever since its founding in 1994 hdfc bank has grown at a steady pace Um, in fact at one point about a decade ago the bank had set some sort of a record by growing at 30% every quarter for over 50 consecutive quarters that level of steadiness also made it a market uh, favorite it was the best defensive stock in the financial sector and a must have in practically every portfolio so it's not a surprise that the combined entity will become the fourth largest in the world by market cap HDFC um, uh, Bank was already already about 115 billion um, dollars in market capitalization, and HDFC uh, was another 60, 65 billion or so. The valuation also offers a insight into the bank's value as a lender, 
operating in an emerging market. For instance, peers uh, in the US such as uh, Citigroup uh, traded half its valuation even though they are several times bigger than HDFC Bank, even the combined entity, in terms of assets under management and profits. But investors expect uh, banks in development markets to be more risk savvy. In emerging markets, they look for a combination of growth and security. In that sense, HDFC Bank is relatively risk-averse and hence uh, safe. But having said that, it lacks a bit of preparedness for a digital age. Two years ago, the RBI had put curbs on its digital business uh, because of poor systems. For about eight months, it was temporarily banned from onboarding credit card users as well. But now the bank CEOs, uh, those days are behind it, and now the bank CEO, Sashidhar Jagdishan, has, say, has said that the merger sort of preps it to double business every four years, which means uh, it will add a similar size bank every four years. That I would imagine is quite ambitious, but uh, for one, the lending business is extremely competitive. Too many financiers are chasing the same cohort of uh, credit worthy borrowers. And much will depend on economic growth and job creation. While GDP growth will happen, jobs are still unlikely to be created at a good pace. If you like listening to The Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot an email at hello at the rate the signal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IBM. The episode was written and researched by Anoop and Charmika, edited by Dinesh Narayanan, produced by me, Manaswini, mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. 